and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. Hi, my name is Matt Bertram. I'm the lead strategist over at EWR Digital. And one of the owners also. So uh, welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. We appreciate you guys being here. We know that our podcasts are getting a little more spaced apart. uh, And we apologize. It is our intent to get back to a more regular schedule. Just know we are busy delivering value to customers. And we love delivering value. So we are going to continue to deliver value to you uh, do not worry. Uh, these will continue. I know, Matt, you kind of get more questions than I do. Uh, are you still doing the podcast? And you're like, well, you know, I'm doing the podcast for the BBB now. And then I was filling in for Disruption Nation. So I, I've been doing a lot of podcasts. We just haven't been doing uh, this podcast. Also, we're going to do some more interviews uh, this year uh, as well. So just trying to get a, a good cadence uh, with everything. I'm certainly glad uh, to be uh, back talking about SEO. Uh, yes. Always enjoy that. Um, but yeah, no, we are not going anywhere. Um, uh, haven't gone anywhere for 10 years. Uh, Chris has been consistent in that. Um, so uh, that will continue. Yes. Yes. So uh, please remember, Matt and I, we are broadcasting live from Houston, Texas, and we are your results rebels. Now, so, so remember, you know, um, uh, we're a little outside the box, yeah. focused on results. A little outside the box, but focused on results. We got to tone it down just, just a little. We're talking about enterprise SEO, Chris, today. Yeah. So yeah. we got to, you know. I guess it doesn't, I was just going to say it has the, that that phrase has the feel or uh, reminds me of the best little whorehouse in Texas, but I think that's not the direction right. you're going in. Right. That's, it's right. the other way, right? inside the box focused on results all right or a little outside the box uh let's just jump into a review we've got this um it's on facebook so it's probably five star i don't think there's there's a rating uh it is from david manning so patif to him uh and the testimonial is their passion for their craft is unmatched uh yeah I think I, I, you I've, get I've, that. I've gotten that twice this week. So I know that that is, yeah. So that's, that that's great to hear people say it, but yeah, no, I've gotten that twice this week. Yeah. And I think that comes through in the podcast. Like you guys get a sense by listening to this podcast, by watching this podcast, uh, that we have a passion for internet marketing, search engine optimization, uh, everything that internet marketing means. And that's absolutely true. And there's so many facets uh, that are still to explore. And we have a passion for those too. We just, you know, we're, we want to be able to deliver incredible value on the things we're focused on right now uh, and then expand that so we can deliver more. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot with machine learning that, yeah. that's really getting exciting. And, um, you know, uh, we're starting to incorporate a lot of that and uh, with some great results. And, um, you know, but but again, you got to start with the fundamentals. Uh, we built yep. actually like uh, we're going to add it to the website here shortly. We redid the whole website from the ground up. It's really quite fast. Um, I would say blazing fast, but you know, I would say quite fast. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that might be uh, inside the box. So we'll just we'll, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll you know, so so we launch an HTML version of it uh, while it's recalling from the server. So I mean, it it, it hits pretty quick. Um, and so, but anyway, so we built that from the absolute ground up and now we're building out some custom graphics, some interactive things. And one of the things is 
uh, basically the autonomy of the marketing world. Um, and that's something that over the years we've developed of kind of how you need to layer uh, marketing. And a lot of times there are some really great shiny objects in the digital space that you want to chase. Um, but, but I think focus on the fundamentals, focus on building the foundation first, uh, you get a multiplier effect as you layer those on. So. Yeah, absolutely. So our article today is enterprise e-commerce sites can win big with an SEO strategy. Uh, this is by Gary Shway. Um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. That found this article on Search Engine Journal. Patif to you, Gary. We really appreciate this. There's some yeah. good stuff in here. Um, without, are we ready to dive in? Is that, let's just dive into the meat of the podcast right away. So uh, in e-commerce, the pandemic has emphasized the need for organizations to be agile in their marketing strategies and focus on growing organic traffic to protect the brand when paid media budgets may need to be cut. Uh, having a solid e-commerce SEO strategy is a key in positioning your enterprise to weather any storm. How, Matt, how true is that? I mean, we have clients that we've done SEO for that six months later, a year later, they're still uh, top of the first page of Google, right? And so it's all about owning real estate. It's uh, not about uh, renting real estate. I think that there's a, a yin-yang relationship to paid ads and SEO. Um, but but I think, you know, again, SEO uh, really is going to produce uh, over time those 10x, those 20x results. The thing with paid ads is, you know, the margins get get brought down, uh, even with AdWords uh, as kind of one of the predominant buckets. Uh, it's pretty saturated right now. And so you need to go a little bit more fringe uh, to get uh, better uh, ROI. Um, but certainly uh, SEO, if, if you need to... Uh, trim back uh, paid ads, you're still going to be on that first page of Google. So uh, it's, it's, it's extremely important. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredibly true. In fact, Shopify research found that at the height of COVID-19 pa pandemic, 10 years of e-commerce growth happened in just 90 days. 10 years. That's awesome. I, I, you know, I felt like and heard that like we advanced um, into the digital space by about five years. So here in 10 years, uh, I mean, the shift definitely has happened. Um, and we've, we've really felt that, um, that's amazing. 10 yeah. years in 90 days. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to read this Shopify study. I'm going to make a little note here. Um, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, cool. And that's Shopify, which is, I don't think very much focused on, on restaurants. I just think in terms of the things that we did continue to do really to try and support our local restaurants, like they, they made a, a quantum shift effectively overnight. It's like, Hey, you know, shut down. Now we used to not even have our menu online. Now you can actually order online and come and pick it up like that. That happened like overnight. Well, that, that, yeah. That's I mean, if you did, if you couldn't, if you couldn't uh, deliver or take out, like you went out of you business. Closed. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It, it was done. Uh, don't forget SEO when making the move from selling offline to online. In a recent retail survey, this is another good survey. Uh, retailers shared the reaction to how they plan to make the shift when they're shifting from selling offline to online. Twenty-three percent plan to hire or shift resources to e-commerce. 77% plan to change marketing campaigns. 42% plan to relax their current re, uh, return policies. 28% laid off employees and 42% plan
plan to pause in-store pickups and return availability. So that's kind of a mix mash uh, of stuff. But, uh, you know, 77% plan to change marketing campaigns. Like, yeah, right? How many searches increased? I think they've got some, some there were some data that mentioned, I don't see it right now, uh, about how many more searches occurred, how much more. I mean, just think about 10 years of e-commerce growth happening over the course of three months. Uh, yeah, you've got to change your marketing strategy if that shift happens. I mean, I I love it. I mean, I, I remember when people were afraid to put in their credit card online. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, it's recommended every site. It, it'd be great if you had a shopping cart. And one of the other things that's really come up for me recently um, is to stress uh, how important it is to, to work on that customer journey because you don't know um, how far down the sales funnel they are until they actually contact you or pick up the phone and call you or even just buy, right? right. And so um, really looking at your online uh, footprint and, and what you're doing online is critically important to across the board because you're reaching so many more people, right? And, and business models are are changing and, you know, e-commerce is, uh, I mean, the big beneficiary, right? In addition to, you know, Zoom and some of these other, um, you know, platforms like we're on right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think uh, uh, the the numbers for like Amazon's growth are, are staggering, right? Did um, you know here, Chris, this is an interesting fact. I didn't know this. Did you know that Amazon makes most of its money from the cloud services over uh, the, the package shipping? I did not. I did not know that. I know. And I was it was really quite shocking that that's really where uh, a moneymaker, the moneymaker forum. Uh, you know, because they're fighting so hard on really thin margins, right? Yep. And, um, I mean, economies of scale, they can certainly make some money, um, but really their money makers, the, the cloud services. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, that's that that's incredibly interesting. And it's a cloud service that we use. I actually was setting up something the other day. Uh, all right. So uh, Greg got into three key areas of enterprise SEO for winning in e-commerce. The first one was information architecture. So information architecture should be leveraged to structure websites in such a way that enhances findability and usability for both search engines and end users, right? And I know that you're doing a lot of like structure and architecture right now with the with the new clients who are coming in. First, let's get your website cleaned up, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to remember uh, Google was built by engineers, right? The algorithm, engineers, AdWords, the engineers. Like if you understand AdWords, you kind of understand SEO. You understand kind of everything needs to be clean in its buckets. You got to give information. Google, it needs to figure it out where it can kind of rate um, the trust level of the information that's being showed because it's all through machine learning. So the more signals you can give it, uh, the better. And, you know, uh, just like um, breadcrumbs, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lay out how you're getting where, right? And yep. and and the spider's got to be able to to find everything. And so if you lay out everything well, um, Google will re really bless you because um, you know it understands what who you are and what you're trying to do. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest factors. If you uh, if you you know, and before we build a website, that's why we have that planning session, that blueprint says you got to have the, uh, the architect, uh, digital architect, put together how you got to lay it out, where your services go, you know, where, where, how everything's going to interconnect. 
um, you know, the inner silo is super important. Like it, it tells Google what, what's so important that you have multiple links going to these different pages. How are you laying it out? Um, and, and there's a, a decent image here kind of uh, describing a, a little bit of uh, how, how they presented it. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, if, if you don't have the right plan or you don't have that fully optimized website, as I kind of go back to the, the, the autonomy world that we're, we're, we've kind of developed, you've got to have that structure there. You've got to have that foundation. Um, and then once you start building on it with SEO and, and, and whatnot, um, that's where you're going to get the multiplier effect. But if, if you don't, if you don't have a good website to start with, you're not building on a solid foundation. So, yeah. In simpler terms, he says it takes website complexity and turns it into comprehensible structure. That's that kind of architecture problem. Uh, you have to organize filtered content. And this was really important when you think about e-commerce. You have to organize filtered content in a simple and effective way while giving users options with how they filter and find information. I mean, how it's so important when you're talking about enterprise e-commerce the ability to be able to search and find. In fact, I was looking for a pool pump uh, the other day and I like, because I'm in this business, they, I, they gave me a quote and here was the pool pump. I actually searched for the pool pump in the quote on their website and it showed me a different pump. And I got back on their chat and like this, this isn't, I'm not angry. Like I know things like this can happen. I'm like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but if I search for the part number that's in this, it gives me something different. And he didn't really seem to care. I'm pretty sure that note or uh, understanding never got, uh, you know, bounced up the, the chain of command to somebody who could actually do something about it. But, but it's, it's pretty great. That, that's the kind of thing that like, now I have a little less confidence in the guy I'm chatting with and in the website because you know somebody's got the architecture wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, how how you're serving up data, right? Um, uh, with these databases is is a, a big part of that. I mean, even these legacy issues that you're dealing with, and uh, a lot of people are putting old websites on subdomains, and like how it all talks to each other uh, is important. I think that this article is more focused on like you know the taxonomy of like uh, e-commerce websites, so I can. I can completely understand that. I mean, that's, it sounds like that's a categorization issue more than anything yeah. else. So, yeah. Uh, not only do you need to organize all of the kind of specific product information in those categories, but you also got to make sure that you're doing a good job with your blogs, your community forums, and your guides. Again, both so that the search engines can find them and that your customers can find them once they land on your website. So one of them is if they just go do a Google search and you're the one presenting the information, well, great, you might get that pool pump sale, right? Um, and if they're on your website, because I've already bought your pump and I'm trying to figure out how to sign, you know, to, how to connect it, uh, like make it easy for me to find that piece of, you know, find the information that I need in order to get that uh, that product installed. Properly. Chris, I talked to a, a e-commerce pool supply company uh, last week. I, oh yeah. I maybe should connect you with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Connect me with them. I'll, I'll check out their website and, you know, put in a good word for us. Yeah. <laughs> so next Greg talks about findability, which he actually really kind of talked about in architecture, but he says that findability refers to both the search bots, right. And the end user's ability to find content on your website. 
uh, ordered information ranks higher in Google search due to its availability and discovery uh, uh, discoverability. Google uses a crawl budget uh, based on the site's authority to find and process the information on your website. And you really need to be mindful of that uh, Google crawl budget, because if your architecture um, is kind of put together haphazardly, or at least not with the specific thought in mind, like, hey, this Google bot may only uh, um, traverse 20% of my site. I want to make sure that the 20% it traverses is the most relevant and the most valuable. You know, like we always like to ask, hey, Mr. Brand New Customer, what do you sell the most and what makes you the most money, right? Because uh, a lot of times the one that makes you the most money is not the one you sell the most. And a lot of companies will just say, oh, you sell a lot of these, let, let us help you sell more. No, let's do both. And those are the two focuses that you need to have. I just nodded my head the whole time. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one great way to understand what information Google is finding on your site is by looking at Google Search Console data, right? By analyzing Google Search Console data, you can quickly understand what pages Google, they are finding, Google's finding and index, indexing. Use this data to make sure you're using robot text files uh, that make sure Google finds the right stuff. And again, this goes to that um, th that Google crawl budget. If if there are pages that Google just shouldn't crawl, make sure your robot TXT file is telling the Google bot to avoid those pages so that they don't go against your budget. Like that just makes sense. Yeah. No. I I mean I think that um, I was reading this and and really everything goes back to data, right? That's the beauty of digital advertising and marketing is uh, you need to see what, well, we're talking about some technical stuff with, yeah. with the robots and, and uh, the, you know, uh, the, the files uh, um, on the back end, but really, well, Google Data Studio, right, is new, right? And uh, like an improvement of Google Analytics, Search Console, they've kind of changed that around a little bit. Every time I log in, it's a little bit, um, different, uh, but you need to be looking at that data and making adjustments based upon what that data is telling you. Uh, so many times it's like, here's our strategy, like on radio or whatever, and we're just going to go right. And, yeah. and no matter what happens, this is what we're going to do. And we're okay. We put up this billboard and there you go. That the agileness is, is so important, but also knowing, okay, Hey, Google's only going to look at how much of my website, what do I want to show them? What did I update on the website? What's new? Also, one of the things I've seen with e-commerce specifically is they're just using uh, manufacturer uh, information, picture, oh, yeah. all that, which is all duplicate content. And Google's not going to give you really any credit. And so, um, you know, all the same factors that go into SEO apply here. Um, and and data should drive everything you do. And, and um, if you make adjustments based on that, uh, you should be getting a little bit better every time. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, and he, and he outlined like, hey, what can you do about, you know, set up your robot text file, get into Google Search Console and see if it's recognized it and it's skipping those pages. Um, that's just a matter of following up and, and, you know, just again, add it to your robot text file, get back into Google Search Console and make sure that it's, that it's skipping those. His next one is usability, right? 
And we actually call, you know, talk about usability from the perspective. And there's two things here, right? So we've been really talking about this a lot of the way through here, where usability is like, again, how do I find that PDF that tells me how to install that pump? Um, how do I find the pump that matches my old pump, right? Is there a generic version that I can save some money on? Like that's all goes into usability. And we actually often focus on, on CRO, right? And my, talk a little bit about that. So conversion rate optimization is typically what we would do after we got somebody to the first page, right? So there's there's a strategy to get you to rank uh, for certain keywords and we utilize the homepage for that. And then we move it to the service pages and then we move the service pages up to the first page. And then once we're on the first page, really that's where it gets fun and gets competitive and we move you know, you up to the top spots there. And, and, and really the thing that plays into it the most is um, how people are interacting with your website, what the dwell time looks like. Um, you know, are people able to find stuff? Are they clicking the back button? Are they exiting out? Like, what are they doing once they get to your website? Um, you know, videos and, and pictures and, and engaging content, interact, interactivity, calculators, um, custom images, all these sort of things. Uh, and, and do they take action, right? Do you have good CTAs? Do they take action? Where do they go next? Like Google's following them. I mean, the whole reason that uh, Google came out with Google Chrome is to just track everything you do on Google and off Google, right? And so yeah. they want to see what you're doing on the site. Um, you know, Facebook the same way. There's an option in Facebook that, you know, if you don't like Google, Facebook knowing everything you do, you can turn it off, but they track everything. Like they're, they're like, yeah, we're going to have access to everything. And that's how like, um, creepy these ads are you think your phone's listening to you right but it's it's just they have so much of like in-market data and what your friends are doing and uh again this goes back to the machine learning and data but 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 usability it's easy actually if you just like put the hat hat on of a customer of your own website yeah. and, go, and go through it like with a new set of eyes um you'll discover a lot of things that you're like hey like this could be a little bit better or i should do this differently or you know oh maybe we should add a chat bot or you know, whatever it is, um, but but it's how people are engaging with your website and what Google's trying to do and learn is when someone's engaging, the proper uh, visitors engaging with your website, taking the proper actions, it wants to serve up more of those options to those people. And so the better uh, you can improve, uh, you know, that's where heat mapping comes in. That's where A-B testing comes in, uh, you know. But, but usability, UX, UI, what does it look like on mobile? I mean, I can keep going, right? But, you know, we, we group all this together uh, uh, with us, call, call it CRO or conversion rate optimization. So. And, and I'm going to add one little piece because you said, hey, go ahead and put on your, you know, your I'm a customer hat. Do that with, at, at the bare minimum, the newest person at the company or the person who's least technically adept. So if we were talking about pool pumps, go get the guy who... Uh, who doesn't do like who does accounting and say, hey, find this pump and buy it <clears throat> and watch what they do or bring a spouse or somebody bring people in and watch how they go through it. Because sometimes not sometimes very, very often, especially the owner and then even people who are on the team that you might like trust and 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 uh, assign this task to they're going to just know how to do it. Like, oh, I know where that pump is. It's hidden under here. You just go there. And they're not even realizing how much information they're bringing to the table 
you got to do that with fresh eyes. Uh, and, and often you can't be those fresh eyes, but you just got to be honest with that. It's very hard to pretend you don't know anything about your product. <laughs> Google announced in May they will unveil a new ranking page experience algorithm specifically designed to judge and rank pages based on how users perceive the experience of interacting with your web page. Um, I, I feel like they've been doing this for a while already. They may yes. be getting more intricate, <laughs> um, but they've been doing this for a while. Yeah, th things have started to shift for sure. Um, and, and they're just building on the, the core algorithm and they're just getting, they're learning and getting better data on uh, how people are interacting with that page and, you know, what, what organic um, searching and interaction looks like, right? And the, so, you know, again, um, good SEO is just like, good usability right um i mean and you could branch that out into some other things but uh that's what you always say chris like take care of the the user and google will take care of you yeah absolutely um yeah the, and, and and he points greg points out the higher up in your site's architecture a page is the more likely you'll be able to rank for competitive keywords right so again that's about constructing the architecture right so that those things that you really do want to focus on one get crawled because nothing's yeah. happening if they're not getting crawled and then two have more weight in terms of the of, of the google search algorithm well you, you never want to go more than three clicks deep typically right yeah. um uh you know sometimes you can't can't help it but you know where where you fall in the menu um and where you are uh, in in the subfolders is importance, right? And that's what Google looks at. And so um, if you want something to be ranked, um, if it's part of the navigation bar, it's important, right? You're saying it's important to you. If yeah. it's five layers deep, it's not as important. It's only important for people that are searching for this category, doing this thing where it can make sense. So you got to make sense of, of how you're going to lay out your menu and what goes where to again, indicate or, or give some signals to Google of, is this important to me or not? Yeah. Right? So. Greg says leverage keyword research or leveraging keyword research will help guide the decision on how to structure the site most effectively for organic search. And I, and I again, gotta, gotta kind of bring in, yes, keyword research gotta be included in all of these decisions. And do not forget, what do you sell the most? what makes you the most money, right? Because the thing that makes you the most money, potentially, I don't know, 10 times what the other thing makes may not have the search volume. And so if you're just going straight off of search volume and not the actual margin or value it brings to the customer, you might skip it, right? And I am guilty of doing that with, with my Vital C where I said, hey, uh, EWR team, let's not look at longevity because the search the search volume for longevity was so low, but I didn't realize it didn't dawn on me until much later. Now it has uh, that anybody searching for longevity really are looking for my product. So we need to be well placed for that phrase longevity. So it does matter, not just search volume, but value that that search volume could potentially bring to your company. Yeah, I was going to say something and my computer's getting really hot and it totally distracted me because I've been <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's getting kind of loud. I'm like, all right, I might crash, you know. Um, 
but uh you know uh if you crash well leveraging keyword research is kind of the subject the Dolly, i could talk about that forever right there was something specific i was going to say about about keyword research um but you know that's the crux of all seo so um you know listen to other podcasts and Do it. <laughs> um you know you you start with keyword research or you kind of start with target persona and 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 then you figure out kind of what that customer journey looks like and a lot of that customer journey starts with like what they're searching for or what they're searching for dictates where they fall in the funnel right and you need to be cognizant of that aware of that um because you want to serve up the right information to what someone's searching for that specific thing if that's going to be a commercial intent keyword for you yep all right, next topic is site optimizations to improve e-commerce rankings. Greg says, enterprise-level organizations have a range of locations, products, services, and support resources that they need to optimize. Some of these will need to be optimized manually. Some of them, and really, frankly, as many as possible when you're a larger organization, need to be automated. Manual SEO could take a lot of time and resources to implement the most basic changes. Uh, each page to each page, such as title, meta description, uh, content container elements. Automated optimizations involve the use of software to impl implement the desired strategies, which means, yes, it's a whole lot faster, but it's a whole lot more limited as to what it can do. So what is CSS? <laughs> I'm going to start with um, when you structure in your site, um, it, you know, if you're using WordPress or some kind of builder, like there, there's advantages to um, being able to make site-wide or global changes um, and using uh, uh, a structure, an organized structure of templates that if you change one thing, it will it'll change it somewhere else. So many times there's legacy issues with enterprise level uh, sites where either um, there's, like I mentioned before, a bunch of subdomains uh, on, on the site. Um, you know, golly, um, I would tell you that, uh, I mean, there was even one issue that uh, this company was managing like 16 different brands on multiple different websites uh, or multiple different CMSs or like WordPress, Wix, you know, .NET, Magenta, whatever. And like, how do I control all this, right? Because you're going to have to go in and independently make all these changes, right? And I said, and I, and I said okay, well, let's develop an 18-month plan so you can manage all these things um, and structure in a way that, that you can... Um, handle this without it being uh, so much manual work. Well, you know, there's a, a couple of WordPress plugins out there that you can push updates to, right? And it'll update uh, your whole kind of mini network. Um, and and so there's things like that uh, that that you can leverage. But again, I think it comes back to the site architecture, understanding what changes you're going to make. Or for example, um, hey, you want to put on these pages. Uh, a, a, an ad, right? So you could put that static ad on every one of those pages, or you can make that a dynamic ad that that connects to the um, carousel on the homepage, right? And then it dynamically uploads that. Like, so there's ways to think about how, what you want to do and how you want to structure it, um, so so you're not doing so many manual changes. Um, and, and I think working with enterprise level clients, sometimes they have an internal IT team. Uh, that is, you know, a little paranoid of <laughs> uh, other people getting in and messing with it. You know, there's different strategies of like working on a dev server or giving them the information to upload. But a lot of times people like 
shy away from, um, you know, uh, enterprise SEO because, you know, you have all these legacy issues and, and, and it's a mess. Um, and, and people think, hey, I'm going to build a website, right? And then I'm going to do SEO on it. And like, you got to be building a website with SEO in mind and what your end goal is in mind. And you need to think through all that stuff in that planning phase. And then, then the websites really uh, can be built a lot faster and, and, and it, it accomplishes a lot more tasks. I mean, you know, we built a website for, uh, what was the website? It was for a uh, wedding venue, right? Uh, slash B&B slash coffee shop slash, you know, they're, you know, doing, doing all kinds. And this was before COVID. Um, their, their first website won a bunch of awards and uh, didn't uh, accomplish their personal internal goals. And we took a lot of time to lay that out and then built it out and laid it out in a way that they can, one, use it after uh, we're not, after we're done and we hand it back to them. Um, and, and, and I mean, they were just thrilled. Like it was a great experience. Everybody got uh, engagement of what was needed, what they needed to see. And when we do it, uh, learn all that stuff on the front end where we're not making changes after the fact or uh, trying to, you know, do SEO on a website that is not really um, structured properly. We have to do a lot. Like, would you rather build a house from the ground up the right way? Or would you rather like take a house and remodel it? Like what's, you know, what's the better uh, solution? So um, the reality is my wife does both of them. So it's pretty easy for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> for those that this resonates with, that's what I would say. Is, uh, site, site architecture. You get what you and, want. Like what we can say is you get what you want and what you focus on when you build from the ground up. You get legacy challenges when you just try and tweak and, and remodel what you exist. Do you remember that yeah. lawyer website, Chris? That was like, it was a bunch of lawyers that kept uh, combining, yeah. combining, combining. And it was five websites. Like WordPress, so you, different WordPress sites. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do we need to do to like change this? So I was like, well, whatever that number is, times it by five, because we're going to have to go in to each one. And it was just a mess. And really based on the changes they want, we were like, like, I really recommend building a whole new website. You know yep. what I mean? And so, 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 I mean, you're going to, you're going to deal with a lot of those things and, and you've got to come up with some creative solutions. Um, but to have, a smaller internal team to be able to manage all this stuff, like all that thought needs to go into the strategy on the front end. Um, and, and there's certainly uh, ways to, to, to leverage uh, technology and time um, and efficiency uh, with some of these things. People keep building tools for everything, right? And so um, there are some really good stuff out there and it's all kind of based on uh, what legacy issues you're dealing with and what challenges we're trying to solve of how, how we want to approach that. So. Yep. He covered. A, so when you talk about manual versus automated, uh, the list of manuals is a, is a lot shorter. Um, if you, uh, some of them are like core landing pages, category pages, subcategory pages, uh, those should be done manually uh, going through under your, and, and the reality is, at the end of the day, anything that's highly competitive probably needs to be touched manually, right? Because 
we talk about this regularly. The challenge with e-commerce websites is if you just take the manufacturer description and you plug it in, then you're playing on the same field with everybody else who sells that manufacturer's product. You really need to go in and rework that content so that you have original content and maybe even, you know, appropriately focused keyword content for that product uh, so that you can outperform the rest. And if you're going to do that, you got to get your meta tags right. You got to get your alt tags right. You got to get your descriptions right. Like, so if it's highly competitive, you're probably going to do it manual. The rest you're just going to put together and you may tweak the automation. And there's great, you know, most of the the, the software that you would use for e-commerce has tools that allow you to structure. How do I structure the title tag, the description, et cetera. So arc up, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and if by the way, if you're on some sort of e-commerce platform that doesn't make that easy for you, you should probably get off of that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be called the legacy challenges that you're going to bump into. Next, technical SEO and site enhancements. Um, He talked about numerous tools can help you. Deep crawl, Botify, Screaming Frog and the like are useful for crawling massive amounts of pages on a site to understand how a search engine is able to find issues like broken links and code issues. If you need a quick way to understand site performance, uh, use Google Chrome inspect tools to generate a performance report. So just so you know, if you open up Chrome, you right click on the website and select inspect. Once the window is open, select Lighthouse to generate a performance report. That will give you lots of data on performance, accessibility, and SEO. Um, it's a phenomenal tool. It's yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can install it as a Chrome plugin, so it's a one-click. You can do it. You can get there multiple ways. Um, we use Screaming Frog a lot. Um, you, you know, there's even a free version out there. I think it's up to 500 pages, so that should cover most websites. Um, yeah, Lighthouse, Screaming Frog, recommend them both for sure. So, um, It's critical that the dev team and SEO team work closely once issues are identified so that everyone knows how much dev time is or will be required to fix an, I- any of the issues and more. And that's, you know, it just gets more complicated as you get into larger enterprises and these larger e-commerce sites. But it's still true. you got to have your dev team working with your SEO team. Um, they got to be married and having a, uh, I think you're having some weekly meetings with multiple teams right now for uh, for one of our clients. It's got to work that way so that they interact properly and things don't get broken, right? I mean, paid paid media has got to talk to traditional media or, you know, paid digital or paid digital. It's got to talk to traditional. It's got to talk to SEO. SEO has got to talk to the dev team. Um you know, the marketing team's got to kind of interact with it all. Like, I mean, there's like, everybody can't be siloed. Uh, the left arm needs to know what the right arm's doing. Right. Um, and as again, right. As you grow as an organization, it's more important to be organized and have everyone interacting or you can't scale properly. And, uh, that entity looks kind of discombobulated. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, here's a couple of things that kind of bad technical, uh, on page, uh, processes can impact page speed, uh, things that you want to make sure are right. Minify, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. So that's really good. Um, Reduce redirect. So kind of it's it's understood or theorized that each redirect has a a 30% drop in in the amount of link juice that it passes 
that was passed to the original link. So you want to reduce those, make sure those are removed. Um, browser caching can obviously increase your speed significantly. A real experience. Um, Got to have the XML sitemap. Um, and really, that's that wraps up our, our article. Patif to, to Greg. Again, enterprise e-commerce sites can win big with an SEO strategy. Um, to be sure, like we're aware of a number of e-commerce sites that really have little or no focus, would you say, Matt, on SEO and uh, and we're helping them shift out of that? Well, Chris, one of your friends that was referred to us um, and he had a huge site, like 5,000 pages that he didn't even know about. I, I mean, it was because it's been built on, <laughs> built on for like 20 years. I think he had like internal redirects, right? So not new site redirect to new site, but I'm talking on page redirects. I think there was, do you remember the number? I, I don't, yeah. I can't, I know it was more than 500. I'm feeling like it was like 3000, but I might be exaggerating. I can't remember, but like once we cleaned up the internal redirects, it sped the site up. Like I think it was loading at like 12 to 15 seconds. It's down to like three or four seconds. And the main thing that we did not say that we didn't do other things. The main thing that was slowing it down was there was a ton of plugins, right? And so that's yep. like PHP and JavaScript and like, it's just slowing down the site. Um, but the redirects was like the main, the main thing. So. Yeah. So that'll, that'll sl slow the site way down. Well, again, Patif, uh, Greg, Shuey, uh, we really appreciate your article and um, yeah. If you're interested in kind of enterprise e-commerce sites that can win big, uh, with SEO strategies, you know, reach out to us. We've got yeah. strategies. Yeah, I, I mean, the last thing I would say is like, look, our, our most recent hire, um, you know, backgrounds, uh, um, what is it, Google, right? And then before that, it was GoDaddy, um, really on the back end, like how we're setting stuff up uh, enterprise-wise. Um, you know, call us if you need a strategy session, uh, if you're dealing with some issues, if you're uh, internal and, and you're like trying to figure it out. Um, strategy sessions are quite helpful. We would love to connect with you, uh, build a relationship. Who knows? We might be able to uh, help you out. We can definitely do some heavy lifting. If you do have a internal dev team or technical team, we can really we work with a lot of them uh, really closely, and we can uh, provide uh, help on the marketing side, right? And so the the important thing to know is, um, you know, we're not just a marketing company. Um, we're we're a, a technically driven, results driven. Uh, marketing company, but the reason we have even uh, our own hosting company, like not a lot of people know that um, we're rebranding and launching that uh, very shortly um, because you need to have those technical capabilities to do some things on the back end, either on the server side um, or on the back end of the website uh, to, to help do things like improve speed or uh, to, to fix issues in coding because what, what is WordPress? Um, and there's a lot of great big websites built on, on WordPress, but like all this is open source, right? And so yeah. any plugins and code and stuff breaks and you, you, you got to understand, um, you know, like base level, how this stuff works to be able to do it, to solve some of these problems and also uh, really, really uh, data analysis or data science is, is super important because that's driving the decision-making. And so, you know, if you need any of that uh, heavy lifting or consulting, uh, reach out to us. So. Yep. Very cool. Again, Patif to Greg, uh, we really appreciate all of you guys. 
Um, actually, we could use your uh, your review. We could use a five star review from you guys. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash best SEO podcast and uh, leave us a review. Hopefully you'll make that review five stars. Uh, and really, that's all we got for today. You guys have made us the most popular SEO podcast and one of the most popular internet marketing podcasts in the known universe. So we really appreciate you. Uh, and uh, unless you've got anything else, Matt, thank you. We'll see you on the next podcast. My name is Chris Burris. Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for now.